On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, a big weekend for the home team as they've been off for four days. They regather from Milwaukee on Friday night, Minnesota on Saturday. What do they have in store tonight? Keith and I break it down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? How you doing, man? What's going on, man? Cold day here in town, man. Cold day. Yeah, I had, to, I had to get up. That's what's really going. I had to get up early this morning and run some errands. It took me forever <laughs> to defrost my car. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. too much, man. It's too much. Uh, but this is where we chose to stay. So we have to deal with it for a few months. But listen, thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5, the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey of TheInquire.com, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. And we, again, thank you for making some time for us and making your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube, Locked On 76 as well. Keith, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're in town tonight. Philadelphia 76ers have an opportunity to, uh, you know, a little revenge, if you will, for their loss to them in week num- game number two. Uh, the home opener for them after taking game number one into Boston and falling in that one. An opportunity, though, here, Keith, tonight to start off a weekend after a few days off. So as we look at this Milwaukee Bucks team, and right now they're second in the East at 11-3, and three, behind the Celtics who are 12-3, and three, playing some really good basketball, have dealt with some injuries, but have still been able to really just hold up and hold up really well with winning these games. A 29-point game from Brooke Lopez, 36 from Javon Carter and a, as a career high for him and, and for Drew Holiday when these guys are missing time. And they just keep on going. They just keep on rolling, man. So what is the, uh, what is the matchup like tonight and what are, you, what are you looking at here for this Milwaukee Bucks Sixers game this evening? You know, I, I think it's going to be another tough matchup. Now, the, the good thing about the Sixers are, like, on the second game of the season, you know, you look at it and they played okay. I mean, they they, they played poorly at, at certain times, but they were still in the game. You can look at it that way. But you can look at it another way, whereas that was Milwaukee's first game of the season. They had a whole bunch of injuries. A couple guys with their first time playing because they didn't play in the preseason – and then that's what they had. But, you know, I mean, you're looking at the Sixers now. Right now, it's, it's Joel Embiid's team. They're basically doing everything through him. So, you know, you're going to get a heavy dose of, of, of what he does. So it's just a matter of somebody else stepping up. I mean, Tobias Harris has to step up. You know, these other guys, um, uh, Tyrese Maxey has to be more of a in, in an attack mode as opposed to being a, a, a point guard. Now, another guy, Matisse Thibault, is going to be on the court more, too. So, you know, right then and there, I think the 76ers do have a chance. But, 
you know, when I'm looking at this Milwaukee team, they're extremely impressive because of the things you alluded to. They're, they have a bunch of injuries, but they keep coming out and playing at a high level. So I, I think it's a winnable game for the Sixers, but a lot of things just have to go right for them. Yeah, and we'll talk about some key matchups uh, a little bit later on this uh, episode here. But, Keith, uh, the first game that they played, 90-88, to the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Sixers October 20th back here in Philadelphia. And uh, it was a tough one. Joel Embiid really struggled from the floor, 6-for-21 from the field, finishing with 15 points. Tyrese Maxey also 15 points. James Harden was the one who really had a – uh, a spectacular game in terms of his stats with 31 to lead all scores. And that was really it. You didn't really get a lot of contribution from the rest of the group. Two scorers off the bench, DeAnthony Melton and Daniel House. That was it. Only two guys scored off the Sixers bench. And that's when we looked at it and said, all right, you made all these moves. You made all these acquisitions to your basketball team to help out with the depth and some of the things that we've seen in the past should not happen again. It happened in that game, uh, defensive, really a defensive uh, game in, in game number one. Uh, both teams didn't shoot all that well, clearly, from the floor, and, and it showed in the final score. And the Sixers had an opportunity clearly down the stretch, but Embiid turned the ball over. He shot six for 21. I thought Brooke Lopez played a really good defensive game on Embiid, especially in the fourth quarter where he was pressing and really trying to, as the game was tight and James Harden had it going and Embiid was trying to help, but he was pressing for that six for 21 and Giannis really didn't get off that game in, in a big numbers way he just did Giannis things he got help and support from others and they won that basketball game so to your point I, I look at this one and I do believe uh, obviously that they have a chance to win the game they're still in my opinion one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and um, the Milwaukee Bucks as we know sitting there in the top two behind the Boston Celtics so should be a really good matchup tonight uh, to see how they how they handle things, uh, some of the injury things. We'll talk about them also for tonight's game. Looking at the the injury report for this game, you'll tell us about that in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, the the way that this has to go tonight is you're in a five game homestand. You won your first two. You have these back to back games tonight and tomorrow. Tomorrow against Minnesota, go out there and win these games and, and show why. As Embiid had that that spectacular two game run for 101 points go out there and I'm not saying give 101 points but you're going to have to go out there and play clean basketball tonight uh, against a very strong defense of Giannis former all defensive MB I mean all defensive players certainly defensive MVP but all uh, player of the year and then Brooke Lopez who just for whatever reason really does a nice job on Joel Embiid and makes him work a little bit defensively so uh, do it. Do your best there, and 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 I think that they'll they'll give themselves a chance tonight at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree, but I'll be honest with you, Joel Embiid. In order for them to win both of these both of these games, especially tonight, I think Joel Embiid has to play like he played the last two games. I mean, he has to be MVP type of Joel for them to win. I mean, but not I, necessarily. You don't you don't mean though, like fifty nine. I'm not saying 59, but he has to be like at least 40. I mean, or 30 something. I mean, I do. I just think that, huh? I would say 30, just for the simple fact that you need the others to to. Yeah, to you it. need the other, yeah, well, yeah. But I'm thinking what I mean by that is he has to be sign a quarters, kind of sort of like last year. Like last year, he dominated, but some other guys got theirs. Like they got theirs. 
That's but what it needs to be a heavy dose of him. Like, yeah. because when you look at this team, you know, as much as we want to give him credit in saying being balanced, you know, the fact remains that if Joel Embiid didn't score 57 points, he had 59. If he didn't score 57 points and he didn't have five blocks, they would have lost that game. The fact is when, you know, his plus minus on him on the floor was great, but when he came off the floor, it was like a run waiting to happen. And it's been the same way for the other games. So, you know, I know they had four days of practice and, and I'm not hating, but it's kind of like stuff doesn't change in a week, you know? So, um, I just feel as if that, yes, Tyrese Maxey has to be in ta- attack mode. You need to show some more of, you know, Tobias Harris can't miss bunnies, right? He can't miss bunnies. You know, Maxey has to just put his head down and go to the basket. But in order for them to win, Joel Embiid has to come out looking like an MVP candidate to me. He can't like, so 30, but other people have to do stuff. Yeah. But I think that he has to be, the most dominant player on the floor for them to win tonight. Part of that for me, uh, quickly, is just him, to your point, in the 30s. And it doesn't even have to be high 30s, but low 30s, 30, 33, whatever it might be. But also rebounding the block shots that you talk about or just simply defending the paint, making them change their shots. And most importantly for me, outside of the assist part, not you know, because we don't know that the assist numbers will be high, is recognizing the double teams because we've seen how Milwaukee will defend Joel Embiid out there on the floor, especially with a limited offensive player, let's say for P.J. Tucker, like we saw with Matisse Thybul last season, where George Niang had to be inserted very quickly, Furkan Korkmaz also, is to make sure you don't turn the basketball over. Give yourself an opportunity every chance down the floor where you at least have a shot. If you miss the shot, that's something one, that's one thing to complain about if they miss it. But the other part is just very simply giving yourself a chance with an extra field goal possession. So that's how I look at it. We'll talk about a little matchups uh, next when we come back right here on Locked On 76ers as the Sixers and Bucks go at it uh, tonight. A quick note, let me tell you, from uh, Masterclass. How about that? Yeah. We're so excited to be sponsoring Masterclass here and uh, really, really looking forward to it. And Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace, right? You can learn how to... Uh, just simply get in uh, to some 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 class things that you talk about in the past where you you look at in general with some let's say you're experiencing classes when you when you were a student right and you were able to have some fun there with some skills uh, with over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors that Things you've already wanted to do is closer to what you think and, you know, what feel free to build, you know, just in general on some experiences that you've had. Uh, Sit down and consume a full class. It's not necessary. You can sit down to start, finish sharing some insights from individual lessons or what you were able to learn in 10 minutes overall. So uh, Masterclass is accessible on your phone, web, or smart TV, offering classes on a wide variety of topics. You're wondering what it really is, all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons, usually around 10 minutes long. Members can explore at their own pace, and each class is supported by downloadable materials, class guides, recipes, or more. You can find all available classes at masterclass.com. Hundreds of video lessons from 180 plus of today's most brilliant minds are available anytime, anywhere on iOS, Android, desktop, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. Annual memberships start at 
That's U.S. dollars, 180 a year. Here's what you can do. Wide variety of things taught by the best. Learn how to write anything from a book or a screenplay to just a letter. I've always wondered how they've written these screenplays and gotten that stuff done. Maybe I'll check it out. Learn how to communicate with your boss, maybe your family. Maybe you have a difficult time with that. Whatever you're interested in, there's a class for you. How about we stretch it out a little bit more? Cinema quality classes that give you unparalleled access to a renowned instructor. Sessions, a new product from Masterclass, allowing for a deeper dive into lessons over a month-long period. Sessions include projects to submit to a teaching assistant for feedback, as well as the opportunity to learn alongside a community of peers. All right. So listen and enjoy it. We hope you do. We hope you're able to get involved. All you have to do, again, is simply check out Masterclass and uh, get there, get involved, and we'll hope that you're all good. Make sure you feel free. Explore masterclass.com. All right. Do it today, people. Uh, do it today. And I highly recommend you check it out because the holiday, this holiday, get one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on terms apply. Do it today, people. Do it today. You never know where it may take you. You might write a script and you might ask Keith and I to be in the movie. All right. All right. Please do it today, then. <laughs> <laughs> we can get our sad cards. <laughs> hey, they didn't ask us to be in Hustle. I'm a little disappointed, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adam Sandler. We're, we're coming up next for Hustle 2. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide. So Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, matchups tonight. What are you most looking forward to this evening? Let's say let's go outside of the obvious of Embiid and Giannis. We know that when and they won't always necessarily match up, but they'll find themselves, they'll find each other from time to time. So maybe some matchups a little off the grid that you might be interested in. Well, well, here's one that I, I got to include this matchup. I just have to. And 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 again, is 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 Embiid. But I have to include this one. Embiid guarding Brooke Lopez. Because the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that Brooke Lopez has a lot of success scoring against Embiid, right? And again, that's not the Embiid Giannis thing. What it is is Brooke Lopez is a guy who can play in the perimeter. And what that typically does is he is either Embiid has to come out and if and Embiid, when he comes out, he's in no man's land, basically. But when he doesn't come out, Brooke is just raining threes. And then, but when he does come out, all that does is backdoor cuts, like guys are just going to the lane. So to me, as much as we always talk about Embiid and Giannis before it used to be Giannis and Ben Simmons, you know, whoever Drew Holiday is guarding. You know, right now you got Bobby Portis and all these other guys, right? But the thing to me is defensively is always was that Brooke Lopez-Joel Embiid matchup because it always left the the Sixers in no man's land. To me, that's the key. Now, you know, out, outside of that, you know, yeah, I would like to see what um, who's going to guard Maxi. You know, who's going to guard him tonight? You know, Drew Holiday, is he going to play? We know he's questionable. If not, who's going to guard Tyrese Maxey tonight? You know, who who are you going to pit Matisse Thibault on? 
So there, there are a lot of unanswered questions that we have just because of the way this roster is. You don't know the availability. But to me, D, I'll be honest with you, and I would love to go off the grid, but to me, I got to see what Embiid is going to do against Brooke Lopez. Great one. Okay. I, I like it um, because it's Brooke Lopez and not Giannis. So, it's, you know, it's cool. But mm-hmm. I'll go to, I'll answer your question about the maxi part. And that's why I'll go with my matchup because if Drew Holiday does not play, but even if Holiday does play, because Marshawn, the rookie, Marshawn Bochamp, one guy that you featured a lot during the pre draft workout, has been playing minutes for the Milwaukee Bucks. And he did start the last game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Only scored two points, but he started. Um, but it's Javon Carter. Javon Carter, the West Virginia product, and we know him as being just simply, when we talk about toughness for the Sixers and all that, he's a dog. And when you speak about a point guard that can set things up, a backup point guard, he was an ideal candidate when he was let go uh, from his former team and finally joined the Milwaukee Bucks, and they did not pick him up. And It was one of the guys that we did discuss as a potential pickup as a free agent. But he did drop a career-high 36 last week. Uh, and one of the Milwaukee Bucks wins for in, in place of Drew Holiday. He had 11 points on Wednesday in the win against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he made Darius Garland work. When he was matched up against Donovan Mitchell, he made him work. He is a rugged defender. He can defend you full court. I'm not going to say 94 feet. Let's just say about 87 feet. He will defend you as soon as the ball is inbounded and uh, make sure that he hounds you and disrupts the offense uh, before you you are set and it doesn't really allow you to get set into what your offense needs to be and he will disrupt things enough where once you get past half court that this may be a situation where it could be you know of course you get passed by 16 but next thing you know you're just turning your back away from the defender and your clock says 12 where you have to now try to run your offense quickly and efficiently in that shorter time so Javon Carter is my matchup with Tyrese Maxey. Can Maxey, they can, he can match his speed, and he's more physical than Maxey is. So will he throw him off that way in terms of your point of get putting his head down and going scoring? But also, is he going to mess him up when it comes to running the offense between he and DeAnthony Melton? So I guess I would look to Melton to bring the ball up a little bit more, take some of that pressure off of Maxey. Same thing for Tobias Harris. Make it, probably have him bring up the ball a little bit more to initiate things for the Sixers' offense against the Bucks. That's the other one. Bobby Porter started last game. He's physical. We know that sometimes the ones that Tobias Harris does struggle against sometimes are the physical ones like Bobby Porter's. And those long, lengthy players from the Toronto Raptors, those types of those types of guys. So though that main one for me is Maxie and Javon Carter, but I'll also keep an eye on if Bobby Portis is starting. He plays enough minutes where he and Maxie uh, Harris are going to match up against one another. But those two, uh, unless Giannis is floating off of PJ Tucker, you know what I mean? Kind of like they did having him play center field when Matisse Thibault was starting. So Portis, Harris, Maxie Carter. Those are two for me that I want to keep my eye on this evening. Yeah. Let me, let me say something. Can I give you a trivia question? Mm -hmm. And so who Javon Carter went to the same high school as a member of the 76ers coaching staff. Same high school, same high school. And this high school is tied with Roman Catholic 
for the most. Well, I, I think Roman is ahead of him now because of the guy who, well, if you want to claim the dude who uh, plays for Detroit now, but but they're one of the, they're, they're they're tied. They were tied for seventh all time with the most NBA players from a high school. Is a Midwestern high school. He's from. Um, isn't he from? Is he from the Wisconsin area? Yeah. Javon Carter. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, it's not Sam Cassell. I'll go. I'll go with Dave Yeager. Doc. Him and Doc went to Proviso East. And, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, I'm thinking Doc more Chicago. But is Javon Carter Chicago or? or it's Maywood. They both from Maywood. It's like a suburb of Chicago. Like he he is from Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. He like his father and all them grew up with Doc. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. He's from there. And the funny thing is, like D Shannon Brown and his other brother went there. And yeah, they got a lot of people, man. They got a lot of people from that high school who went on to the league. I'm mad at myself because I knew he was Midwest. I, I just thought he was more. This was like a homecoming for him. In, in Wisconsin versus being a Chicago native. I'm mad at myself for not having that answer. But no, no, it's funny because I thought you had it because when you were like, oh, shit, I'm, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's pretty cool. I wonder why Doc, I wonder if Doc wanted to, you know, acquire him last year when he was a free agent. I know, right? I when know. he was released. Interesting because they could have used him. It's funny because back in the day, they always told me people say like back in the day, Doc always had like a Chicago dude on his team that yeah. was like crazy, like gritty, grimy. And Doc loved that. You know what I mean? Like to have one. Javon Carter. <laughs> Javon Carter. Uh, you know, um, yeah. uh, there's it, a bunch of them. You know what I mean? Tony Allen, <laughs> like a bunch of, you know what I'm saying? It's like. Beverly with the. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, we well, listen, man, they could have certainly used him on this team, in my opinion, especially when you talk about the backup point guard minutes. He would have been a really good one to have on this on this team, uh, hounding, hounding guys. So that would have been interesting. But, all right, final one on the other side, Keith. We'll give our keys to the game. Uh, coming up next, right here, Locked On, 76. Before we talk, to, talk about the keys to the game, let's talk about bet online. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest eyes and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and even esports. We've got you covered at, at it all with all of that on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline um, as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right. And get in there for, for this for this game tonight. Make sure you check it out. You see that right there at the bottom of the screen. You can check them out. And uh, Keith just told you about it, and it's right there. All right, Keith, keys to the game tonight. Uh, for this one, I'll start with one. You can go uh, protect the basketball. You know, don't turn the basketball over. Of course, don't give this team easy opportunities, especially in transition. Don't give them easy buckets where they next thing you know, they make a, two baskets on one end and, and you turn around and they get, cough the ball up. and They're going the other way. Quick turnover, whistle, timeout. 
that's a six seven oh run right there for the milwaukee bucks so they must protect the basketball and when we talk about protecting the rock it's it's your your veteran players of course in harrison and bead but also in your point guard and Tyrese Maxey or DeAnthony Melton, whoever those two. So it's really the four of the five starters because P.J. Tucker just doesn't really seem to be in the flow of the offense very much. But uh, for those four specifically, because they're going to log the most minutes, protect the basketball. Don't turn the ball over and give these teams, give this team any more opportunities. Milwaukee turned the ball 14 times, turned the ball over 14 times in their win on Wednesday in Cleveland, against Cleveland, pardon me, in Milwaukee. But the Cleveland Cavaliers gave themselves a chance, at least, with only eight turnovers. So give yourself a chance. Give yourself those extra possessions. Don't turn the rock over. Yeah, and you know what? I need to add something, and I agree with all wholeheartedly on those. I do think that they need to get P.J. Tucker some touches. Touches does not mean ideally shooting the ball, but you got to get him feeling more so involved. I mean, when you look at P.J. Tucker, you know, and maybe we could break this down a little bit next week. But when you look at P.J. Tucker, he's a guy that, you know, he doesn't shoot the ball a lot. I think last year only shot the ball three times a game, but he always had his hand on the ball. Like as far as swinging the ball, as far as like hit, uh, hitting teammates with assists, you know, making giving up a great shot for a, a, a greater shot. Right. Right. So 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 my thing is, I think that you got to make him feel like a little bit involved even though he's just going to swing the ball, because let's face it, you got him guarding wings. You got him chasing guys playing out of position on defense and you got to make him feel like he's a part of the team for him to get into a little bit of a rhythm because he's sacrificing things. You know, right now I look at this guy, he has a low center of gravity at his age at 37. He's better suited muscling against a post player than chasing down wings who are more athletic than him. So in order to get him feeling comfortable, let him be a part of the flow in, in regards to swinging the ball, right? But again, we also got to remember who's going to, who's your horse is. And at the end of the day, we're going to swing, they got to swing the ball, but yet and still, you got to let Joel and B eat, eat the most at the table. It's kind of like your father when he comes home from work. Here, daddy, since you did what you got to do, let you eat a lot of food because Joel, and, and if, if, if Joel Embiid gets 15 points, I'm sorry. I think they lose the game. I agree with you. Um, if if any team knows them, it's Milwaukee. Uh, from their short time together, they won a championship together, though, that they know. And I, I do wonder if they're going to incorporate that. Leave P.J. Tucker in the corner. Let Giannis roam. He's a quick recover defensive player, so he can close out faster, and he's long. And I'm not sure P.J. Tucker is going to give a lot of pump fakes, ball fakes, sidesteps and things of that nature to let Giannis fly by. And then you just slide over a little bit. He has to shoot it when he touches it or maybe take a dribble or two to step in and pass the rock. But I think those opportunities might be there. It's just a matter of how fast will he get the shot off from those corner threes or even that in the paint uh, floater, that touch that he gets. So I, I wonder if we see that early on in the game tonight. You know, and, and and that's one of those things. I don't even think he needs to shoot the ball a lot. I just think that a guy like him needs to be a little bit more involved, they, like touches. You know yeah. what I mean? Like touches. Because what happens is when he touches the ball and then all of a sudden he's passing it, then all of a sudden one time you're going to think he's going to pass it and then he hits a three. He's going to be wide open. You're going to like back away from him and, and then he's going to hit a three. I just feel like, 
you know, the last couple games, like the last game, he was just in the corner. And I didn't see – it was like they were blatantly playing four on five. And I just felt like he just needs to get a little bit more touches. He has a smart basketball IQ. He's been around a while. He knows that Joel Embiid is the best player on the team, right? He knows that Tyrese Maxey needs to get the ball to get going. He's not one of those players that's like, nah, y'all, I got to get mine. I just feel like you just need to give him a little bit more touches, not shots, but touches to make him feel like a part of the game. Because let's face it, they don't have a point guard right now. So it's not like you got Chris Paul, do-do-do-do. Nah, you got to swing the ball and get everybody involved just so they feel a part of something. He does look he, – he did, pardon me, for a good amount of that game uh, from where I was viewing it. He did look frustrated sometimes, uh, especially going to the bench um, when he was coming off the floor. So let's see if he gets some early touches tonight. Um, tomorrow they have the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. Might as well be. Second plan. <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves are in town on Saturday. So we'll talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Also, uh, tomorrow we're going to bring you an extra episode tomorrow because the Sixers hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves on the second night of a back-to-back. Hopefully, uh, for our sake, in terms of it's always fun to talk about the wins and the things that they do well in it. So we hope that, I hope that they are and certainly are going to be able to pick up a W tonight. Should be a good game, man. Should, should be a good game. And uh, tomorrow, the, the Wolves should be here today. They are off. They have not played since Wednesday. So they're waiting for the Philadelphia 76ers for tomorrow's game. Keith, we got to thank everybody for uh, making Locked On 76ers. Again, your first listen for your next one. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know uh, where they can find us as we uh, get ready to, you know, place. Not We're not playing, but the team is playing some basketball tonight. Yeah, you know, you can get our podcast wherever you get your podcast at, just like D said for the other one. Um, you can get us on, um, you know, you, you can get us on the on on the YouTube channel by just and become a subscriber by clicking on the Liberty Bell. But tonight, I'm just telling you, after the game, the game's going to be over. You need to go to 97.5. But actually, what you do is before the game starts, go to 97.5 FM and listen to the Divine Giving Show. He's going to be on there starting at 6 o'clock. So then I know you're going to stay on there when he gets off, and you're going to listen to the game. But as soon as the game is over, from 10.30 to midnight, you get some more of my man D, and he'll break it down, right? Just get some more D. He'll break it down on the Divine Giving Show at 97.5 FM. Listen to D. at I'm it out. If yeah, you're still working, that's what I would say. Follow him on Twitter <laughs> because he's going to tweet it out too, and he's going to tweet out some other stuff. But you got to give him a follow as long as Twitter is still around. Give him, give him a follow. What is happening, Divine man? <laughs> no, right? At Divine G975, that's D O V O N, capital G 975, right? Then you can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. All right, man. I see you. Actually, we're about to go to practice, and we might be able to tweet some things out just if Twitter is still working. If not, I'm sure we'll tell you about Instagram at some point because who knows what's going on. 
Keith, I, I see you in a bit. Everybody, right, we'll talk to you tomorrow also. We're going to be here on Saturday for you because of the Sixers and the Wolves, and that's tomorrow. And then next week, Ben Simmons. He had a game last night. He played pretty well in his game yeah. last night. Played pretty well in their win against Portland. Hey, everybody, have a great Friday. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Keith, I'll see you in a bit. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Peace. See you.